Welcome to the Write Something Worthy podcast, where we teach emerging authors how to ditch the fear, confusion, and overwhelm of writing a bestseller-worthy non-fiction book. And now, your host, Tonya Brockett. Welcome to the first full episode of the Write Something Worthy podcast. I'm so excited that you're here with me on this new journey today. You know, I've had a lot of firsts in my life that have led me to this moment. At the time I had those first, it may not have seemed so incredibly relevant at the time. Like my first presentation when I was at Ernst & Young years ago, I had a 10-minute presentation that took me all of like 10 seconds because I rattled it off so fast. I barely took a breath and then I get to the end and I'm like, <laughs> any questions? <laughs> it was so ridiculous. But it was the first time that I ever had to do a real presentation in front of people. And now I've done thousands in front of thousands. And it amazes me when I look back and there was so much growth over time. Quite frankly, I see growth in the first time authors that I work with that come in green and they come in scared and they come in unsure of themselves and not feeling worthy. Over time, as we work together, they grow their confidence. They grow in stature. They grow in success. And they're no longer those neophyte authors that came to me in the first place. You know, it's really fun sometimes to look back at your journey and see where you've come from. You learn how sometimes that journey wasn't just for you. And, you know, that reminds me of a quote that I used in my second book, the first ebook I wrote called The iPad, The Manifestation, and the Law of Attraction. That book came from inspiration at four o'clock in the morning, and it was like, oh, what am I supposed to be writing at this time of the morning? And what came out was my experience years ago of learning the impact of the concept of the law of attraction which a lot of people still see as woo-woo, but it is a very common principle that what you put out is what you get in return. If you are a Christian, it goes back to a biblical principle of what you sow, so shall you reap. So when you're putting out the energy of something and trying to get into alignment with whatever that is, then whatever that is has a reason to return to you. So that iPad book was an exploration of that, and I used the little iPad as an example throughout that book. What I discovered in that little book is what now has become part of my Do Behave course, and that is the Wheel of Creation, a seven-spoke system for manifesting your book, your best life, your best business. And it came out of an understanding of a group of experiences that I had, those firsts. In that book, there was a quote that I had seen in an article from Hoda Kotb. Uh, Her article was called The Worst and Best Day of My Life. And the quote was this, you can put stuff deep in your pockets and take it to your grave, or you can help somebody. Don't hog your journey. It's not just for you. Don't hog your journey. It is not just for you. 
So for all the authors out there who have stories to tell, who have an experience that could benefit someone else, who have a message that could impact the world, don't hog your journey. Don't hog your journey. It's not just for you. Share your message. Become that author. And this podcast and the guest we'll have on and the information and inspiration we'll share will help you to get there. We will help you to get there to become that person who writes something worthy. As an FYI, the week after I used that Don't Hog Your Journey quote in a speaking engagement, I was in New York City and happened to be dining in the place, uh, the same place as Hoda Kotb. I told her that I referred to her quote often and I showed my appreciation. She showed her gratitude but couldn't take the credit herself. She said, you know, that wasn't my quote. I didn't say that. Somebody said that to me. But, you know, it's really funny how you bring people into your awareness when you are in alignment, right? Like I said, that whole law of attraction thing, maybe there's something to it. Well, hang around with me long enough and you'll discover the purpose that I know to be true for me. And that is to motivate, educate, and inspire others to create positive experiences in their lives through words, yours and mine, both spoken and written. My work as a ghostwriter, editor, and book coach allows me to help others express words with power. This podcast will help me to express mine and to share the wisdom and words of others in hopes that it will encourage and empower you. As I heard Barbara DeAngelis say years ago when I first met her, the world is waiting for your words. So what are you waiting for? If you've yet to write your first book, what has been the biggest obstacle to getting it done? You know, put your response in the comments so that I can help you to address them or, you know, either in the comments themselves or in a future episode. I want to help you to move through that. If you've already written your first book, what have you shared with others to help them along in their path? Feel free to share that with me as well. And along those lines, I will share how I came to write my first book and some of the lessons that I learned that might help. My first book was born out of necessity. But when I was young, you know, my first dreams were about being the next Stephen King. I wanted to write stories that filled bookshelves and walk into a bookstore and see my name repeated across the shelves with book after book after book. I love Stephen King. I love the way he made his characters. I love the way he made readers feel. From a young age, I thought, I want to write like this guy. I want to be prolific like this guy. But when I wrote my first book, a non-fiction book on small business lending, right? It wasn't exactly the fulfillment of a childhood dream, right? It was not a childhood dream fulfilled. But it did set me on a path that would lead me to many more wonderful things, like the experiences I get to enjoy now as a ghostwriter, an editor, 
and a book coach. I'm absolutely grateful for all of my experiences. And I'll tell you about some of those more along as we go along with this podcast. But when I was growing up, I always gravitated to business or office-related things. So where most kids were getting their first job at the neighborhood burger chef, if you're from Reston and you're as old as I am, you might remember that. My first job was working as a, an assistant sales secretary in my mom's real estate office. That is where I wanted to spend my time. It was more interesting to me to be in offices. So that's what I gravitated to. To carry on with that, I went to the University of Virginia with the intention of getting a commerce degree. All of my non-commerce courses were in the English department. And I and there, I worked with one instructor who was Virginia's Poet Laureate. He was author of many books. He had compilations and anthologies. And um, he encouraged fiction writing. As a matter of fact, he taught one course that I was in called Southern Fiction Writers, where we studied writers like Eudora Welty and Flannery O'Connor and stuff like that. He was so encouraging to me, and he encouraged me to do an MFA, a Master of Fine Arts. And from that, I could write my first novel, right? I'd come out, and I'd have my first novel ready to be published. That sounded great. But then I realized I was there for business school, so I, I told him, maybe, maybe I'll go work a bit, get my MBA, and then I'll come back and I'll do an MFA. But that didn't happen. I, I did go on to get my MBA, but I never went back to get the MFA and write my first novel. So it turned out that my first book, as I said, was a book for small businesses to leverage their resources with those of others. So because in my work, what I was doing was helping small businesses to get launched and funded and to grow and harvest and make entrepreneurs' dreams come true. That was what I was doing. So it just made sense that I focused on business and I never got back to that MFA. But let me tell you quickly how The Loan Solution, my first book, came to be. It was not born out of inspiration, but rather out of desperation because I had a small business consulting company and after spending many years as the director of the Small Business Development Center here in Central Virginia, I had been accepted with my company as the first for-profit technical assistance provider in the state to help with educating people about and processing loans for one of the U.S. Small Business Administration loan programs. For those in America, the U.S. SBA helps small businesses to gain access to capital, among other things. So demand for lending was high at that time, and I was getting requests after requests. It was such a high volume, and from such a variety of businesses all over the place, that I needed to streamline my service provision. So I wrote the loan solution to help applicants to reach a certain level of understanding and preparedness before making an appointment with me. It was like, get to step five in this book, then you can make your appointment. It was like a hurdle they had to cross and a level of understanding that they needed to have. So the book allowed me to serve my clients better 
and it essentially garnered a nomination for the U.S. Small Business Administration's Financial Advocate of the Year at that time. I helped hundreds of businesses to gain millions in startup and expansion capital during that time, and that book helped me to do that. What first experiences have you had that could be of value to someone else? Think about that. What knowledge have you gained? What information do you have to share that could positively impact someone else? Or what dreams could you fulfill by becoming an author? Is it something that's been burning in your belly for years? Is there anything that you can think of that has kept you from becoming an author sooner? Or have you written a manuscript that is collecting dust because you're not sure it's worthy of being published? These and other questions are things that I hope you will find the answers to in the coming weeks and months through the Write Something Worthy podcast. Now, since this is the first episode of the Write Something Worthy podcast, I want to share with you some of my expectations so that you can get in line with them. We will drop a new episode of this podcast weekly on what we call Word Worthy Wednesdays. In each solo episode, like this one, I will share information and inspiration that is often triggered from questions that I receive from my author clients. The most prevalent questions will likely end up being in our episodes. And you can contribute to that conversation, you know, by submitting any questions around writing, polishing, publishing, quality nonfiction books. You can send your questions or concerns or things that you want answers to to podcast at writesomethingworthy.com. Again, that email address is podcast at writesomethingworthy.com. I may use your question in a future episode, so, you know, if it's not already been covered or already being scheduled to be covered, I might give you a shout out about that. So keep listening. You never know when your name is going to be dropped. And also, also on the show, we'll have at least one worthy writer session per month where I will interview an experienced author or industry professional like an agent or a publisher or cover designer or a book marketing expert. So those episodes will likely fall around the fourth Word Worthy Wednesday of the month. And any of you who have known me to get on soapboxes over the years know that I believe in writing something worthy. Not just writing a bunch of schlock to throw up online to make a fast buck, but truly write something worthy of you your reputation, your brand, and your legacy. Now, I'm a firm believer that you have the right, you absolutely have the right, to create great abundance from your writing. So don't get me wrong. I want you to make money and reap rewards. But that reward should come from effectively harnessing and applying the power of your words not from dumping random thoughts on a page, giving it a bunch of popular keywords, and throwing it out in a red ocean for an ebook feeding frenzy. Quality words, powerful words, 
meaningful words that enrich and add value to the lives of others that they touch. That's what I hope for you. That is my stand for you. That you will write something worthy. With that in mind, I will close each solo episode, as I will this one, with an abundant author affirmation. Author James Allen, back in 1902, he based his book, As a Man Thinketh, on Proverbs 23.7 that says, For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. We become what we deeply think about, what we speak about, what we feel with intense energy. So think and speak on purpose so that you feel it with intensity and become what you know yourself to be. These abundant author affirmations are designed to give you something positive to think about, to speak about, and to feel over the coming week. So it's, it's designed to remind you of your greatness or to inspire you into action or to simply remind you to write something worthy this week. And I encourage you to grab a pen and paper when you hear the beautiful gong that is created by Harry B. Happy Bartholomew. His gongs are infused with positive energy. It's just magnificent. You can find more about Harry B. Happy in the show notes. You have to check him out. He's got uh, recordings on YouTube and on Facebook, and he is just such a blessing to behold. So his gongs will introduce that segment of Abundant Author Affirmations. And when you hear that, grab a pen and paper and write down each affirmation that that resonates with you. So, you know, if it doesn't mean anything to you that week, fine, don't worry about it. But if there's an affirmation that you hear that's like, oh, yeah, I need to remember that, then I want you to write it down. Use a sticky note or keep it in your office or use my green marker approach from the Do Behave course and write it on your bathroom mirror. Post it wherever you will see it and allow yourself to say it throughout the day. So right now, it's time for our first, first ever Abundant Author Affirmation. I am worthy and able to fulfill my dreams. I am worthy and able to fulfill my dreams. And with that, we are complete. Please visit our show notes for links to references that I made today, like Harry B. Happy's contact information and a link to a free download of that James Allen book, As a Man Thinketh. Halogen Inc. uh, designed that into a lovely PDF for you. And visit the show notes to learn more about what is going on with our show, resources, and things that you might need. I hope that you have enjoyed your time today. It has been my absolute pleasure to be with you. Be well. And remember, 
to write something worthy. You've been listening to the Write Something Worthy podcast with Tonya Brockett. If you would like to know more about today's topic, find show notes, relevant links, and more at writesomethingworthy.com. Have a question or something to add to the conversation? We'd love to hear from you. Email us at podcast at writesomethingworthy.com. Please take a moment to leave an honest review on your favorite podcast platform. These reviews help us to improve our show and help us to spread the word. If you know anyone who would enjoy these episodes, please share it with them. Have a wonderful week and we hope you join us next Wednesday for another fabulous episode. Bye.